Hello, this is Josefina Wilson, and it has been almost a week, and this is episode two of the podcast, Amen to That, and I'm just so filled with joy and peace right now because next Saturday, this coming Saturday, my son Adrian is getting baptized, and he's my firstborn. I am so grateful for his example and how he truly wants to follow Jesus Christ. In this talk, I'm going to talk to you about how we can build a fortress for our home. In a day when it is 100% necessary to put a fortress of God's spiritual strength around our whole home, a home that is fortified, by testimony and conversion to Christ cannot fall. Our homes are the perfect place to apply the gospel in our lives. Elder Rasban said that as we live with devotion born of faith in Jesus Christ, we will feel the peaceful presence of the Holy Ghost who guides us to truth, inspires us to live worthy of the Lord's blessings, and bears witness that God lives and loves us. All this within the fortress of our own homes. But remember, Our homes are only as powerful as the spiritual strength of each one of us within the walls. There are several pillars that Elder Razband discusses in his talk from a general conference address he gave to the entire church in April. First, I want to say if we turn to Christ, he can make us who we need to be to face the storms of our day. He has faced those storms and he is in the eye of the storm. There is a Christian song called In the Eye of the Storm, and it brings so much peace. It says, In the eye of the storm, you remain in control, and in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor. When my sails are torn, your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. I have listened through this song through so many hard times, and it truly has brought me peace and reminded me that in Jesus Christ, we can always find peace. Let's look at how we can find this peace and keep Christ at the center of our lives so that we have this fortress built in our lives. The Lord revealed to the prophet Joseph Smith this on Do- in Doctrine and Covenants, section 10, verse 5. Pray always that you may come up conquer, yea, that you may conquer Satan, and that you may escape the hands of the servants of Satan that do uphold his work. What does it mean to pray always? It means that we ha- have all our thoughts directed towards him. We are willing to do and say and think as he would have us do, because we know that he is aware of us. If we woke up every morning with the prayer in our hearts and really took the time to visualize the Savior and his love wrapped around us, we would feel this intention in our lives. And we can take that warmth that he gives us through his grace and begin to live a life that is unshakable in faith. The entire Book of Mormon was written as an example of how we can have our hearts set on Christ. They had to work hard and diligently to engrave in every single word on plates of gold. 
because it was the only way that those words could last forever. In Jacob chapter 4, verse 4, it says, For this intent have we written these things, that they may know that we knew of Christ, and we had a hope of his glory many hundred years before his coming. And not only we ourselves had a hope of his glory, but also all the holy prophets which were before us. That is why all of the prophets in the Book of Mormon and in all scriptures wrote about Jesus Christ and about their personal experiences. What if everything we did was to show Christ that we know him and love him? It will become a foundation in our lives so that the voice and integrity of the Spirit will take precedence as the powerful necessary force in determining our actions. This promise was given by Robert C. Gay of the Seventy. Having Christ at the foundation of our lives is about making the choice to always do what's right. We need to make the decision as to where we are going to draw the line on issues of morality, of being kind, of any issue that can come to our lives that we need to do the best we can on. And Elder Rasman said, we should develop discernment and discipline so that we do not have to continually determine what is right and what is wrong. I have seen this in my life as I have set my focus on Jesus Christ and on following his counsels more fully and taking away distractions that I feel more peace. I feel more resolved to get those things done that are more important to my calling as a mother and to helping my family be happy and even to bring myself happiness. Um, I know it's not about big things that can be seen. Sometimes they these things that we do for our families are not seen, but our Heavenly Father always sees our efforts. And there is a book that our Restored Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has put out for us in determining what the Lord's standards are. It is called For the Strength of the Youth. We should read it frequently so that we can make sure we are, are in line with what God wants for us. God is always on our side. We are the ones that need to turn to Him and make sure that we are on His side. Pride is a tricky thing. It will make us want to justify our actions, but we have the grace of Christ and we can overcome our pride and make God the center of all our decisions so that our faith and integrity will become strong. In the end, we are all on a road to become more like Christ. If we have made and are keeping our covenants with him through baptism, we are on the right path. I'm so excited that my firstborn is going to be baptized on Saturday. And I was wondering, is he ready? Because we all know that our insecurities as parents will creep in and it is hard to know if we've done our best. But I was able to receive the peaceful confirmation from the Holy Ghost through a simple thing that he did. This week, when we were saying a prayer to bless our food, we he said a simple prayer to God that said, Blessed I can do anything you want me to do. And when I heard that, 
I felt the Spirit confirm that this is a truly converted son that I have and that he is ready for baptism and that will be a protection for him this is that is the covenant path that we are on and in the book of mormon it says that we must become as a child and overcome the natural man this childlike faith will lead us to be always abounding in good works satan he wants us to follow the natural man which is opposite of the childlike faith. Elder Rasban said, Satan is a subtle snake, sneaking into our minds and hearts when we have let our guard down. Faced a disappointment or lost hope, he entices us with flattery, a promise of ease, comfort, or a temporary high when we are low. He justifies pride, unkindness, dishonesty, discontent, and immorality. And in time, we can be past feeling. The spirit can leave us. And thus, the devil cheateth their souls and leadeth them away carefully down to hell. Close quote. Are we going to be overcome by Satan? Or are we ready to say, Get behind me, Satan, as Christ did. When we turn from Satan's temptations and turn towards Christ, peace will always fill our souls. There are several stories in the scriptures where people overcame Satan. The first family that left Jerusalem to this promised land was led by their father, Lehi. Lehi was a prophet. Lehi's son, Nephi, received a personal testimony through prayer and diligent study that his father was also, that he also knew that his father was a prophet. And when his father received further relation, that was really hard for them to do, for Nephi and his brothers to travel all the way back to Jerusalem after they have fled for their lives and get their family's records along with the scriptures. Nephi did so with willing obedience. He said, I will go and do the things that the Lord has commanded, for I know that the Lord giveth no commandment unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them. Nephi's brother, however, questioned God's commands, and they did go get the plates, but they did so resentfully. Does that sound familiar in our lives today? Many times we do things resentfully. I know I do. And it's not helpful. We're not coming closer to the Savior like we really intended to. We need to think about the path that we're on. Um, if we look at these examples and see where the, where Nephi's path led and where Nephi's brother's path led. They are two totally different paths. Nephi's brothers ended up on a very bad path and became a ferocious people. Because of their choices, them and their children's children for generations were lost from the Lord. But Nephi and his children became a force for good in the world. Having resentment is a choice, and we can overcome that with the Lord's help. We can be a force for good in the world, just as Nephi was. Another example is that of Captain Moroni. We hear about Captain Moroni and how he was one of the greatest heroes in the Book of Mormon. He resisted iniquity. He always stood for what was right. 
Captain Moroni was faced with great odds. It was not easy. They were surrounded by their enemies, who conquered cities on every side. Moroni made it a point to not only arm his people and fortify his cities, but also he wanted to arm them spiritually. His example was said to be that of that if all men could have and would be like unto Moroni, behold, the very powers of hell would be shaken forever. That it is an example of faith and strength. There is also Joshua from the Bible. Joshua led the children of Israel to the promised land. He went to the city which the Lord had for them and promised them and trusted that when the Lord said he would deliver the city to them, that he would do as he said. He was strong and of a good courage. After seven days of circling the city, their journey around the city was complete. I'm sure it was not easy to be faithful to the Lord's commands to circle an entire city for so many days, waiting on the Lord and trusting that everything that he promised would come true. But he did, and the Lord fulfilled his promise and gave the city of Jericho to the children of Israel. And when they circled the city that last time, the walls of the city fell. It was a miracle. The Lord always fulfills his promises. We need to trust him and be strong and of good courage. He will break down the walls of fear and deceit that Satan tries to put up. One last example is from the scriptures and it's that of Abinadi. I love Abinadi and his amazing example. He came to cry repentance to a people that were not receptive at all. I'm sure the human side of him wanted to leave and let these people do as they would so that he would not die. But he knew that he had a very important message to share about the gospel of Jesus Christ. He shared his testimony of Christ and of the Ten Commandments. And for that, he was viciously murdered and burned alive. Yet he refused to deny Christ and held to his testimony of Christ no matter what. He lived as Christ would have him live and fulfilled his mission. We too have covenanted to be a witness of Christ no matter what, and we have a mission to help gather Israel. We must live in such a way that those who do not know Christ but know us will want to come to know Christ because they know us and because we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God's voice and Satan's voice have two opposite sides. God's voice calms, and Satan's voice causes anxiety. God's voice comforts, and Satan's voice will cause worry. God's voice encourages, and Satan's voice discourages. God's voice enlightens, and Satan's voice confuses. Which fruit would you like to have in your life? The fruits of God's Spirit are amazing. And we can have them as we keep both hands on the iron rod, which is the word of God. We must do our best to kick off any distractions from this glorious feasting of the Spirit. We can get distracted by trying to please others, by having an inflexible routine that we don't seek to receive guidance from the Lord. And, of course, by immorality. 
but the only way to survive spiritually is to have the Holy Ghost in our lives and avoid doing anything that will let that get away from us. We must be worthy as Moroni and willing as Nephi to maintain this gift in our lives. We must be trusting as Joshua and retain the integrity of Abinadi. I know that through the atonement of Christ, he will enable us to be these things, to be all that we were meant to be in this life. We have a mission in this life. We are called to be a light in the world, a light that shineth in the darkness that cannot be hid. Christ has provided this more excellent way so that we can shine our lights. We will feel so much joy and eternally feel this joy in our families. We will be protected from evil and guarded against the power of the adversary. Remember that the joy that comes from living the gospel and from having Jesus Christ in our lives is much more fulfilling than any joy that we could ever find or happiness in the world. I know that we truly have amazing gifts promised to us in this life and in the next and the highest good that can come in our life and our all of our lives is through Jesus Christ and I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ Amen